turn in your pew Bibles to John 10. It will be found on page 1,666. Beginning at verse 1. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him, because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. And then verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the father knows me. And I know, and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too shall listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And then verse 25. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and, the, I and the Father are one. John 10 is the passage where uh, Jesus speaks in, in extensively about that sense of being the good shepherd and it says in verse 11, specifically, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And he repeats it in verse 14, our text, <coughs> I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And then even verse 15, where he adds, <coughs> I lay down my life for the sheep. People of God, we are looking at these I am statements of Jesus, and, and the reason we are doing that is because after Jesus' birth, we, we want to enter more fully into what it is that, that Jesus means to us and is to us. And so these statements are very helpful, very, very broadening, enriching. And you see it even in the reading when it, it said in verse 6 of John 10, Jesus used this figure of speech. Jesus, Jesus speaks in, in a way that, that tries to engage the lives of his listeners and, and just broaden their understanding of who he is. And so we looked uh, last week at, at Jesus saying, I am the light of the world, and, and John especially as the gospel writer. That, that really touched his heart. In a world, too, where there was a lot of darkness, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of uncertainty, Jesus is the light. And so... That was, too, a beautiful way of understanding more fully who Jesus was. To us, probably, this passage from John 10 
is the most familiar in terms of the I am statements of Jesus. When it says, I am the good shepherd. This comes out in, in images that depict uh, this sentiment in greeting cards and, and all kinds of, of different ways. Artwork, uh, many places. The picture of Jesus holding the lamb in his arms. So you get, you get those pictures very commonly. And that again ties into, for example, Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, we looked at uh, before Christmas, the, the sense of the comfort God gives his people. And in Isaiah 40, verse 11, these words specifically, that this Savior who's coming, this Lord Jesus, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. So that, that is, is the picture that Jesus is engaging as he makes this statement about himself. This is who God is. This is who I am as God's Son, the Savior. When we add to that the best love psalm, Psalm 23, we read it, we, we know it, we receive it with the sense of this is my God who... who cares for me, provides for me, guides me, leads me, even in the dark valleys. Jesus is this God become flesh, our Savior, the Good Shepherd. And so again, we think this is, this is close to our hearts. This is how we understand more fully who God is. Also, Psalm 95, our call to worship. He is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. So in this I am statement, Jesus is, is making that sense of his care central to our understanding. And that is such a vital part. God, the great God of heaven and of all things, actually comes and is with us and cares for us in such an intimate way. That is the wonderful pastoral image that we have this morning. When we hear these passages, when we reflect on them, then, then it is nice. And on the one hand, too, we, we know somewhat. But really, there is a problem in the sense that we don't actually know about shepherds and sheep. John Van Geisel and I, we went and made a visit this week at, uh, at the home of the lands. And uh, Walter and Ella shared with us too. Ella mentioned that, that she grew up with sheep. In Nirlandia, they had sheep and they had to take care of them. And so in that sense, there's a sense of understanding that is, is present. And then you say, hey, there, there is God's care. But, but for myself and for John... No, no connection. Nothing to do with sheep, ever. Philip Keller wrote a book about Psalm 23 in order to, to bring the message of Psalm 23 more clearly before people who love that psalm but maybe don't really fully engage. And so he wrote the book to people who are not so familiar with, with how sheep behave and how a shepherd has to lead. And it's, 
It's very nice, but the, the sense of, of we are not familiar with this, this connection, this figure of speech. Even when it says in John 10, the, the Pharisees didn't, didn't even get it. But Jesus, when he does bring this to the people there, they understood more fully than we do, but it has lost some of its meaning. And so (laughs) Jesus' purpose in making statements like this, and this statement in particular, is, is to enter more fully into our understanding, our knowledge of what it means that he is our God, to be meaningfully engaged with us and to make that truth of his love and care real. So, so you might, if you thought about it today and, and thought about, yeah, what, what might Jesus say? If he was trying to convey the same thing to us, he was speaking to us here in Lacombe, here today, that he would maybe use something instead of sheep. Maybe he would use cattle because we live in cattle country. And we have people who work with cattle and we know cattle and we understand some of the care. My brother-in-law, John Gretterink, out in Rimby, he has cattle and they just started calving again and he's out there every couple hours. He's out there in the cold making sure those calves are good and, and he'll, he'll grab them out of the cold and bring them into the barn and bring them into the house and they'll feed them and care for them. So if Jesus said to him, I am the good rancher. Then he would say, yes, I understand that. That's, that's constant care because he is up every couple hours. He, he, for the next three months, he doesn't sleep more than two hours because he is up again and out and checking and making sure. Wow. This is my God who watches over me. So, so to kind of connect, though, though it's again not, not quite the same, is it, as, as what we have of, of John 10. You could perhaps bring in a dairy cattle, the care of dairy cattle. Jesus says, I am the good dairy farmer. And think about what that entails, and many here do have that experience, how that goes, how you have to carefully keep in mind, and even the computerized details now. And it's a, it's a very intimate kind of care. And so that, that sense of, yeah, watching out for disease, providing, and yet it's not quite the same either. There is a a sense that Jesus, when he is making these statements, is trying to engage the people in their experience with the truth of of his greatness, but but tying it into what they understand, what they know. And so, so Jesus says too, I am the good shepherd. Verse 14, my sheep know me and I know them. It's, it's an intimate kind of knowledge, like the Father knows the Son and the Son knows the Father. A very intimate kind of, of knowing and caring. In verse 15, he mentions, uh, out of verse 11, I lay down my life for the sheep. 
In verse, uh, in Luke 15, you have the story of, of the lost sheep, and Jesus goes out, leaves the 99, goes out after the one. And so all of that strikes me that Jesus might say, if he was bringing the same kind of concern forward, that he would say, I am the good or the very best pet owner. I, I care for you like you care for your pet. That's probably the closest at getting at the heart of what Jesus means. The way we love and care for our pets, cats and dogs, Jesus' loving care for us is along those lines, yet so much more. And that ties into a lot of experience, a lot of hands here up too. Everybody has had a pet. And so, so that sense of, of what God does, how God cares, how Jesus cares. Now this sense of pet ownership with sheep is already present in the Old Testament. This is not far-fetched or unusual. Nathan, the prophet, comes to King David with a story about a sheep. In 2 Samuel 12, the Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, there were two men in a certain town, one rich and one poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle. The poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it. And it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. So you do have that sense of, okay, this is how it, it was on occasion. There was a, a sense of wonderful, intimate care. And so when David... Here's the story and here's how that, that, that animal was mistreated. Then, then he is outraged because that is just not acceptable. Just like if anyone's pet was maltreated, we are, we are outraged. That is not acceptable. And what about if you think of some of the phrases here in John 10? John 10 verse 3, he calls his own by name. Our pets have names. I had a dog as I was growing up, a black lab. I thought for a long time what to name him. I named him Blackie. That's good, eh? You betcha. We, we name our pets, and they are dear to us because they, they have a name. They have a place. When it says he leads them out here in John 10, the sense of providing food and water, what they need, we provide. John 10, verse 14, they know us and we know them. <coughs> what we like, what they like. My sister is a single girl. She has cats. When she comes home from work, one of the cats expects to be picked up and she lays the cat over her neck, over the back of her neck. And the cat lays there as she makes supper. And the cat loves it and my sister loves it. They know each other. It's good. 
What is that? That's wonderful care, wonderful, intimate, kind of knowing, understanding, as God knows us and cares for us. If you think about, too, our relationship with our pets includes taking care of them. You see, you see people walking their dog, and they have their little plastic bag, and they, they take care of things. And you have cat owners who clean the litter box. And, and you think, why do they do that? Well, because this is just part of having the pet and caring for the pet, and it's not a problem. It's, it's a sign of, of just how dear we are. And then also, when the veterinary is needed and the costs can become quite significant, that we are ready to pay those costs for our pets. People care for their pets. And I'm just talking cats and dogs. Don't get me started on horses. We have some horse people here too. What is that? Well, that's, that's a wonderful care, a wonderful desire to, to make sure all is well. My sister also has horses. And again, she had a, her, her first horse, Monty. She rode him for 10 years. And then she just had him out, for, out to pasture. Uh, for 20 years. And she just took care of him and never rode him anymore. But just, yeah, and he, he became ill and so he was cared for. He was blind and so that was kind of cared for and, and everything was cared for until the end. So, so what is that? That is, that is a special connection that we can, we can identify with. You can say, hey, we, we know about that stuff. And so that Jesus would say, I am the good shepherd. I care for you. And we can see it played out right in front of us every day in our relationship to our pets. And that to remind us of our relationship with our God who cares for us. It says also in John 10 verse 15, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. In December uh, 24, about a month ago, in England, there was a flood. And uh, they're still flooding a little bit there. The story goes that along the Lemon River in England, the river was high. The owner's dog got close to the river and was washed in. And the dog got hung up on some debris out in the middle of the river. And you know, you know, right? Yeah, the owner went in, 46-year-old gentleman, teacher in the community. He went in after that dog. Several hours later, that owner was found. His body was found several miles downstream. The dog was found along the shore, fine, after a while. But what, what is that? That's... Laying down your life? Yeah, it, it even happens there. There is a sense of what we experience, what we understand, what we feel to a degree is, is a small part of what our Lord Jesus does for us. 
So, though there are many things we don't know about shepherds and sheep, we know our love for our pets, and Jesus wants to connect with us in that initial sense and say to us, my love for you is like that, but it's so much more, so much more. And so that it would be a comforting contact. We are, are like those helpless pets. Uh, Jesus knows us by name. We need to, to realize he feeds us. He provides our food. He provides the care for us every day. You see that even in the Gospels when in John 6, uh, Jesus feeds the 5,000. And the parallel passage in Mark 6 says when Jesus saw those people, they were hungry. He had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd and he fed them. So it, it keeps coming back to how Jesus sees and cares for us completely. Also in Jesus' ministry when he tends to the sick in John 4 and, and elsewhere, Jesus is always caring for the sick, for the needy. He is there. So the picture for those who first heard this, this statement, I am the good shepherd, they, they would have resonated with it like we would by thinking about the care that we have with our pets. It's not a business relationship. It's not a hired hand. It's not someone who doesn't care. This is a, a deep love relationship. And this is one example of the way God cares for us in Jesus. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus gives his life for the sheep. That's why we celebrate and, and recognize Jesus' presence here in the context of the cross every Sunday. That we are reminded that Jesus has given his life for us. That we were lost in sin. That we were doomed to die. That he saved us. That's what we see. And though we recognize, even in this passage, there is a, the, the whole flock is in view. It does mention the whole flock, and it mentions the, the sense of, of the Jewish people, Jesus' concern, and then the other sheep, uh, the Gentiles, the church, who we are part of. It, it comes back to that sense of each individual little lamb. In the great world of people, we cry out to God, each one of us, and he never loses sight of each one of us. He cares for you. He died for you. Because we were lost, he found us. When we confess our sin, we admit our wandering hearts, and he draws us close to him. Jesus seeks and finds us in his wonderful grace. That is the, the joy of, of seeing this passage worked out. And even verse 27, as he touches on it again at the end, he comes back to, to hearing his voice. And so it's with us as well that we would hear his voice, listen to him call, hear him speak into our lives, even these precious words of John 10, 
and that we would have that wonderful comfort every day as we listen to the voice of the Lord Jesus, as we feed on his word, as we rest in his love, as we go forward in his grace. Amen. We're going to respond by singing song 591, Savior, like a shepherd lead us. <laughs> 